Welcome to High on the Hog with Merrill Schindler and co-hosts Joanna Belson and Janice Hardoon. This is a podcast about all things cannabis. Tune in every week as Merrill, Joanna, and Janice discuss the medical benefits of CBD and THC products with each other, as well as with informed guests from the cannabis industry and the lawmakers who regulate it. Enjoy the show. You know, there are levels of quality to be found in the world of medical cannabis. And, um, you know, some of it has to do with the packaging, some of it has to do with the the curating of what's inside, the testing and so forth. And well-respected as one of the highest quality brands out there is Temple Extracts. So we have Temple Mike. Temple Mike, one of the founders, am I correct? That's, that's me, yeah. One yep. of the founders. Okay, you know, there's a question I tend to ask pretty much every time. And that's very few people we speak to have always been in the business. They, they came from something else. Did you come from something else? Um, I mean, I guess I was a bartender and a ski bum 20 years ago. Okay. But uh, I've been Which growing. Which is amazing because you're only 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was then. Uh, I've been growing cannabis since uh, I was about 19 years old, 20 years old, up in Tahoe. And then down in Oakland, we had warehouses and uh, kind of moved to Nevada County where my entire family lives and decided to kind of move into extractions and uh, started a company. Thought it would be fun with and my partner, David St. Clair. How did it become Temple? Temple was a, when you try to come up with a name for a cannabis company or any company, a lot of stuff's taken. And so we kind of got lucky because like, uh, like we eat organic non-GMO food, we take care of our bodies. And so we're really, um, conscious about what we intake and we wanted to put out a product that we could really stand behind and so when we found the name temple um it kind of just stuck and it was something that we could relate to it was like connecting to your higher self and being a better person and being good to others yeah and in our in our case hind the hog connects absolutely nothing whatsoever except (laughs) it just seemed like a good name nobody had it except for i think I think some death metal band out there somewhere. Um, I didn't think they were going to confuse us with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many years ago was it? When did it begin? Um, we started Temple seven years ago. Um, was when I got my first open. I remember getting it and being like, "This is what we got to do." My partner David had been going to a couple conferences. They were small at the time, right. and I like came running back, and I was like we're going to do vape pens. And uh, it was a upward battle from there. I mean, we never, we don't cut corners. So we wanted like the best machines. So we convinced like uh, the Waters Corporation. They didn't want to be in cannabis at the time. So we had like their second or third machine in cannabis. We had to convince them to sell it to us. It was like, it was a six month negotiation just to get the thing off of them so that we could do our extractions. And it took us two years to get it to a place where we were happy to actually like release it at the Emerald Cup and that was five years ago when we did that release you actually lost me so the technicalities here you don't just take you know some some marijuana and stuff it into um, a vape pen <laughs> yeah it kind of works like that you know it's uh, I mean it's it, it, the process that we've used has changed we use CO2 for a long time pretty much what you do is you use a, a heat or pressure or some sort of solvent and uh, different cannabinoids and terpenes, they boil off at different temperatures. So when you apply heat and pressure, you can manipulate those temperatures to get a finished oil. 
Now, since um, like UCLA is not giving a course in um, in extraction, where do you find the people who could do this? Or do you just make it up as you go along? Well, so when I bought when I bought my CO two machine, it came with a it came with a consultant a that would told me that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody reads manuals, you know that. Depends <laughs> on what you are. Not that manual. Uh, and they, you know, they tossed out and used the machine and it shot out this waxy kind of material that was good for nothing. And then, uh, I mean, you can use it for edibles, but at that time we wanted vape pens. And so um, we had this consultant that they recommended and the consultant kind of got us this black tar and we were like... And so what I used to do is I used to read essential oil IP, uh, like doctorate papers that and I, it was a different language just trying to figure out because it's similarly the extraction is what they use there and I figured if I could find a correlation I could figure out how to get it to a, a place where I'd want to sell it it's the same same similar to like perfumes extractions or yep. coffee extractions mm -hmm. it's you know all the de-waxing's the same and so uh pretty much stayed up all night every night try, trying to figure out how to do it and it took me a, a year or so but we finally got it to a place where we could we could sell the product and we liked it. I think, honestly, very few people understand the the technology behind all the stuff that they get at at various dispensaries. That mm -hmm. they go in and they see some nice marketing and everything and, you know, the, lots of claims. And um, But they don't, you know, like, like I said, as far as I could tell, that someone, someone took a bag of... Um, of cannabis and then stuffed it into something, you know, mixed it in with with some face cream. I mean, where's your facility located? Are you uh, in LA? We have a facility in West Sacramento, so um, we're in the port in West Sacramento, uh, kind of like out in that way. It's a nice little area. But... And when you began, it was all medical, right? Yeah, when I began, it was medical. So when I actually got my my first facility was uh, <laughs> in an old girl property in a garage. And we made it look like Pfizer in there because Waters was sending out their their technicians, and we were all nervous. You know, we were just a bunch of growers, and we shut down the grow and built out the garage like Pfizer, and it worked out. They were excited to be there. And then my second facility was actually a forty foot storage container. We had to move off that property, and we moved it into a forty foot high top storage container, and that's where we actually ran Temple Extracts until we got our facility in West Sacramento. And did it have like a name in front and you gave tours and so forth? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was like out in the woods and it was like really, uh, it was awesome. It was a, it was a, it was a great, it was a food grade, um, insulated high top 40 foot shipping container. And what we learned was our electrical that we pulled, we did our, all our electrical surface mounted and we were able to pull it out and it was exactly 40 feet. So it fit our equipment fit perfectly in that container. Wow. And so it was done like so professionally. But it was like, you know, in the middle of the woods. So What had been in that container before? What? Um, it was used for food shipping. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We cleaned it. Like <laughs> It was like stainless steel walls and ceiling. And the floor was like, um, uh, it had like these stainless, like, kind of like I-beam things. And we covered it with linoleum. And it was, uh, it was like really, it was like, it was nice. So your first product was, was vape. Yep. Okay. And I, look, I am of a I am of a generation where, you know, smoking is is the devil's own activity. And even though vaping is a good way to to get the uh, the cannabis, it's still it's smoking, man. I, I I see I see the ads on TV with all the kids like freaking out from vaping, um, you know, weird nicotine things. Were you getting resistance? 
No, um, everybody has always been welcoming and opening to our product. I mean, we've always gone straight to dispensaries. And so dispensaries, uh-huh. when we first entered them, there were only a couple major brands out there. There was like Absolute Extracts and Bloom Farms. And, you know, there were a couple companies like us that were kind of like up and coming in that second wave, like Legion of Bloom, us, like the Guild and like a couple, you know, of those companies that are still stuck around. And um, we've never really met any resistance in, in the marketplace. I think that the education to the consumer has grown in that aspect. I think back then that um, there was no education, you know, like cartridges were those, uh, they were the black tip plastic cartridges that were dipped in the, 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 um, the wicks were dipped in formaldehyde to make them not decompose. And who knows what adhesives were in there. Like since then, look at what, where the technology's coming. You had me at a formaldehyde, let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you, for, for something to be in an oil that contains a terpene, which is a solvent and to not degrade, they have to dip it in something. So like my company, um, what we use is we use Jupiter C cell cartridges. They're the ones who trademark the C cell cartridges. They're the one ones who develop them. It's a ceramic core, it, uh, ceramic coil. It contains no adhesives. It's all glass and metal construction with a porcelain tip. So we've, we believe that that's the safest cartridge to use and the safest one that I've found. I have a question about that because they talk about the ceramic coils and things. Can they break or break off at all? Like inside? Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think so. If you look at how they're encased, have mm-hmm. you ever smashed one yeah, open? Yeah, I've, I've smashed them. I've done it all. And it's for me, like, in, because I have to play the devil's advocate of everything. Everyone's so busy t- looking at the cannabis and is the cannabis proper? Does it not have any pesticides or whatever? I think what's inside and what we have manufactured to put inside these carts is excellent. And that's not going to be the issue. I think the issue is going to be five to 10 years down the road as to what did China put in the carts? Yeah. that we use that we've been filling that have been our carriers totally and it's amazing when people actually take the time to discuss the wick the wick is a very important thing which mm-hmm. how we met was through one of your fillers it's how we met and knowing that the kind of products that you're coming with and the excellence that are behind them makes a difference it's not just a number that my thc is 100 percent or it's 22 or I need 53. It doesn't work that way. In my last job, I had to go around and figure out which carts to use, which ones to pick because you don't know what you're getting from China. And it's fascinating. There's How so much many, is made in China? Is this? Most of it. And really? I went downtown on field trips because they have their own set downtown. It's everywhere. I mean, the, the largest manufacturer of all the equipment's in Tustin. And they go back and they have their own factories in China to make this. But... To see Temple, and I know what's inside in the oil and the product that they're producing, and to take the time to find the proper carrier and products to do it, it's an amazing thing because who is going to answer for this? Because I don't want to answer for it in five to ten years. And we do keep hearing stories about things from China that are maybe of questionable um, They made their money. Alibaba made their money. They don't care about anything. They'll just devalue their currency to make it work for us. It's it's a ridiculous thing how you're going to get a democracy and a communistic regime to work efficiently in a global economy. Well, it's communist slash capitalistic, but right. with that that's a whole other show. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, but that's like that's my own like thing on take on. Yeah, back to Michael, simple Michael. And, and, and I imagine. Oh, he likes her. I you want me to take ta- him down? Take him down. I imagine the tariffs are going to affect <clears throat> things too here. Well, they're already moving to Vietnam. 
I'm waiting for the uh, updated pricing on all that. It's yeah. already the you know most expensive cart on the market um, for five ten, and then you know we're also in the PAX, which is the most technologically advanced. I was about advanced. to say uh, t- PAX is a whole other level of stuff. I mean PAX. When I realized that PAX was working through my iPhone, I was I was intimidated. It was mm-hmm. oh no, it no it no. I could set the temperature on my iPhone that my PAX has. Definitely. That, that, how did how did it do that? Yeah, and not only that, software. You can, yeah, you can lock out your kids. You know, the thing locks. It's uh, it'll give you. It has an algorithm built into the inside, so like you can take the same hit on the beach, and if you draw it when you're on a ski lift, somehow the interior of it computes so that your hit's going to be identical. So it can compute the temperature the to like heat. Yeah, to to heat up the coil at the same rate. It's a it's, I don't like my marijuana to be smarter than me. Yeah, I don't. And this is way your marijuana is not smarter. Your only your your pen battery is smarter than you. Yeah, your marijuana is the same marijuana. Yeah. And when we're speaking of quality, I mean, as far as I can tell, Pax is so high up there. Definitely, it's, it's it is it truly is the next generation. We are the advocates. It's the <laughs> most technologically advanced uh, vape pen on the market for sure. So after vaping, what 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 you move into in terms of creams, in terms of edibles? I mean, for a lot of folks, as I said, smoking may still have a certain stigma, but but you know, taking a mint, hey, there's no mint chocolate, that's tasty. Yeah, we're, we're probably gonna do um, stick to the more medicinal side. We just released a CBD line that's really exciting. It's a blend of. 14 therapeutic medicinal licensed California CBD strains and so it's like a mixed baby green salad and so we'll we'll probably do encapsulation um, will be our next venture with that so that people who just want to swallow a pill and are used to that they'll be able to do that Um, in cannabis we're kind of expanding our lines and we're uh, we're releasing a couple other brands Um, we're releasing a brand called Quartz because everybody wants a cheap cartridge with plant-derived terpenes and i'm not going to do that under my temple name and degrade my temple name and uh we're excited about that because it's going to be like to our ethical standards of growing it's organically sourced essential oils where they're um they were grown organically they're certified and so even though it's not a true cannabis terpene the flavors will still be good and it will be a quality product and quality hardware now you mentioned a few moments ago with the complexity of your blends Yep. Um, when you began just a few years ago, was that all available or has <laughs> has the farming like gone sort of over the top out of control? Um, so when we started a few years ago, you know, my partner's been growing and in the industry for 30 years and I've been in it for 20. And so we had a family of small growers in in uh, around us that, you know, a couple hundred that were like good friends, family. It was a community. And so we, they weren't huge farmers like in Humboldt. And so it was like Nevada County. And so we would go and be able to purchase our material from our farmers. And it would be like, we do small batch and boutique and that's what we do. And so for us, we're all about smaller batches that are higher quality and we do batch and strain specific. So it's kind of like interesting for us to try to like, it's a, a lot of brands out there, you know, you'll pick up their sour diesel and it'll be the same sour diesel every time, you know. But if you look at ours and you look at our test results, every single time you pick up our sour diesel, it's different. And that's because we really keep to batch and strain specific and trying to, um, you know, like go to these smaller farmers and support. And 
thankfully Nevada County started licensing and all of our friends and family are now going to be at licensed farms and we can go back to that. And like, we've been working with some larger farmers. My current partners have a uh, six acres of farm in Yolo. And so, um, we've been working with them and, uh, we want to go back to our roots. You know, when people grow soybeans, their soybeans tend to be the same soybean over a thousand acres or so. Um, in this case, when you grow cannabis, I mean, people have row after row of different, of different, of different plants. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like, just take my, uh, I was on a two acre farm at my partner's farm and every row is a different strain and the rows are probably like, uh, I would say they're a hundred to 150 plants per row and who knows how many rows, but yeah, each row is a different variety of plant. How do they know? No, I mean, I, I, it sounds naive, but uh, you know, how do they know what they're what they're planting, what they're getting? Well, you can identify that the plant's the same through genetic testing. Um, you can either pop it from seeds, or you can take clones off of a mother plant. You know, or well, you can do tissue culture as well, but that's a whole other conversation. But um, once you've identified what the plant is and confirmed it. You can just keep making copies of it, right? You know, um, I, you know. I, you're, you're. I feel a little bit like I'm on the precipice here with all the science because you know, as as a, a simple user, uh, you don't realize what's behind, what's going on behind the curtain. Yeah, and there is so very much going behind the curtain. Yeah, um, and and is that mostly in California? No, that's everywhere. I mean, you look behind the curtain anywhere in cannabis and it takes a lot more than what meets the eye. I mean, we could get into the science. The science is like a really exciting um, part. It's like once we started working with the Waters Corporation, it's like I have no science background. I barely graduated high school. I talked my way out of it. <laughs> um, I like I got this machine and it was like, you know, the thing was like, it's like a quarter million dollars and it's really bright and shiny and it's like all these... It's exactly what you would think it would be in a lab. It's got stainless steel um, cylinders. Cylinders. And... It's got tubes. It's like got lights. It's got computers. It's it's uh, it's like a Ferrari. So you like look at this thing and you shove weed in one side and it's got CO two. And it, it what happens pretty much is when at CO two at a certain pressure and temperature turns into a liquid. So what we had then was a supercritical CO two extraction machine that was from the waters corporation and so you you'd set this thing you put it in and you'd set it for like three and a half hours and you'd bring it to pressure and it'd be at like 2500 psi and uh it would be like you know it, it's a circulatory system and what we liked about that particular machine is that it separated down to three columns so we had two waxy columns and then we got a terpene pull so what, what columns are is at the end of the four hours you depressurize you can, and then you just like kind of like pull this lever and it spits it into a mason jar, like, like literally, like, sorry, like, but just like that. It's like that's the actual noise. It's it like makes. honey. It looks like you'll, if you ever hear the news and something blow, is blown up and they walk in, they're like, uh -huh. oh, it was a honey trap. It was, that's what it looks like. It's real thick. And it sounds like a whoopee cushion. Yeah, it sounds like a whoopee cushion. <laughs> uh, the, these days, we've like moved into more ethanol extraction, which is kind of like um, um, more like. Uh, bigger vats and uh, w what we do is we actually like 
we will pull our chirpings off first. And so we do that with a vacuum steam distillation. And so what happens is, is as I said earlier, terpenes, terpenes are the most fragile of all of the things you're going to extract because they burn off at the lowest temperature. So with a little bit of vacuum and what it does is it, when you apply vacuum, it lowers the boiling point so that when you want to boil something off like terpenes, it, they, it won't degrade the, the quality of the terpenes because you're not applying much heat. And so then you'll be able to pull the terpenes off and still use the material because you're not going to degrade the quality and, of, and decarboxylate the quality of the starting material. And that's how you're able to still do the extraction. And, and you that. know nothing about science, huh? You, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't I, testify to that one. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, when you look at wine, uh, which I know pretty well, um, much of the world is real happy with a bottle of two-buck chuck. Yeah. You know, couldn't be happier. Two bucks, it's great. But there are those out there who want that $1,500 bottle of Screaming Eagle. Um, in terms of your stuff, how many people really are into the quality and how many people are really, you know, it's just like, you know, what's cheap? Yeah, you know, there is a, you know, a lot of people, and I don't want to say that they're uneducated but a lot of people just don't care about the quality of their of what they're consuming and that's not the market we're going for i mean if you look at my packaging on my 510s it's uh all locally grown sustainably sourced california paper it's all veggie inks it's a corn-based corn-based compostable plastic window that doesn't have to go to a special factory to decompose held in with a non-toxic glue the worst part about my packaging, besides the cartridge, which can be recyclable, is the 100% PET recyclable childproof plastic tube that California <laughs> that California made us get. It looks kind of like a short straw that we don't get to have anymore. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm replacing that with a uh, uh, compostable plastic uh, tube that is 100% recyclable in. Six months. So from. we can say temple extracts. Could I say fairly? It's for the connoisseur. Yeah. Not not just mass markets. Definitely. Okay. And to, to keep the connoisseur happy, aside from great packaging and uh, t- terrific materials, the quality must be maintained as the quality. Definitely. Okay. What's your most popular product? Um. It's definitely our five ten. THC cartridges. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you can get them anywhere in California? You can go on our website and figure out where to get them. We sell a lot of packs as well. Right. They're usually like arm in arm, but right now our 510s are winning. Okay. And for- Wait, I'll get to business on that. <laughs> and get those pods moving for you. I know. <laughs> come down to Koreatown and come and get them. <laughs> Meet go. me there. <laughs> Or Koreatown adjacent, in right. the case here. Um, oh, we're not technically in Koreatown? No, we're not in Koreatown. No. We're in, we're in Melrose. But I wanted you to talk for a second before we ended about the CBD line that you're coming with. Which I was I about to ask. Thank there you. There you go. You're welcome. I have to help them out sometimes. Um, so my CBD line, my Mandala line, as I said, was 14 therapeutic medicinal California licensed strains. We made a we made a blend, like a mixed baby green salad, pulled the chirpings off, popped them back in, and we call that our pure, which comes out to a 12 to 1. Then we mix back in sativa, indica, and hybrid in THC. So like you can get uh, one part sour diesel sativa with one part 
my mama, your your mandala blend of these mm-hmm. medicinal strains. What that does is it hits your endocannabinoid system from a lot of different directions. We go with the hunter gatherer philosophy where you want to eat from a lot of different gardens. The thing about it is is that um, if you keep smoking just like one CBD every day, your body's gonna get used to it. So this way, your body won't, and it'll like. It's, it's kind of like doing change. CrossFit when they don't let yeah. you do the same exercise Ooh, twice. Yeah. I had, I, right? this I've never heard before. I yeah. thought that's my new metaphor for today. Yeah. It's like CrossFit. Instead of going to, say, like an exercise studio and you do the same exercises every day yeah. and you have muscle memory, now we're going to keep tricking our muscles so that they keep growing. So your products are CBD with some THC to help They're more. all THC derived. It's the old, the old entourage effect. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, is, is anything just CBD or is, is everything mixed? Um, we do have a 12 to 1, but, you know, and that is just CBD, regulated CBD, and that's the blend of them all. But we don't have anything that's just CBD without THC because yeah. that's technically... Um, we don't carry hemp products. And, and you know, those numbers are one of the things that confuse people the most out there. Because yeah. you see 3 to 1, 1 to 3, 30 to 1, 12 to 1. It just gets very like, what do I need? What do I need? And there are companies that make a variety of different products like that. Yeah. And you're just looking at them going, I don't know. We're one I one. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a 1 to 1 and a one and a 4 to 1. And now we're coming out with a one to three, which we're calling our THC rich. So you can have three parts THC with one part CBD for somebody who wants to really get high, but still wants to have some CBD involved. And that's why someone like Janice and K-Town Collective and the Antidote, well, I guess these wouldn't be an Antidote because there's, there's He's THC He's not going to be an them. Antidote until I get him to that right. new pod. But there's, but that's why you're essential because you and your staff we know which end is up. Right. In 2019, I think that everyone would agree that everyone needs knowledge. They, everyone needs to be educated, and that's what's going to help us get to 2020. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. Thank Temple Mike. You're terrific. Temple extracts available at finer dispensaries everywhere. Um, I look forward to trying your products. I look, and thank you for your time. Thank you. It's High in the Hog with Meryl Schindler, with uh, Janice Hardoon from K-Town Collective and the Antidote, with Joanna Belson from Studio City, with Phil Giangrande, the man at the, at, the, um, at the piece of equipment here and with the headphones on. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of High in the Hog. We're growing, we're growing fast, and we want you and all your friends. Tell them if they want to find the show, just go to highinthehogthepodcast.com. That's highinthehogthepodcast.com. Find us on iTunes, find us on Amazon, find us on the internet. Tell a friend.